I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I talked to comedian Red Richardson and it's a great chat. I was introduced to Red via former guest and friend Jade Adams uh, and I'm very glad she did because uh, Red's great, as you're about to find out. Uh, we talk about some wonderful um, records. I also find out about a currency I didn't know existed in the UK Um and yeah, we discuss lots and we, we talk about comedy a lot. And we talk about the kind of changes. It gets quite deep quite quickly. Um, we talk about, you know, what's right and wrong in comedy and, and, and how, you know, comedies you take for granted date and subject matter within them can now sound, you know, not not correct. Um, and, and we talk about that and we, we sort of dig deep in that very early on. And uh yeah, so anyway, before we get on to this chat, um, a few thank yous. So thanks to Jade uh, for the introduction. Uh, thanks to Scribius Pip uh, and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Thank you to 76 for producing this. Uh, and thanks to you lot. Um, in 2022, it'll be, what, the third year maybe that you've been supporting this podcast? So thanks. Thanks loads, um, you you bloody lovely people. Um, if you'd like to... Um, find out more about off the beaten track then when you finish listening to this episode we've read go and have a look in the back catalog if you like comedians you can hear me talking to the aforementioned jade adams um james acaster ed gamble Maisie adam um reese james um gosh there's been loads loads and loads and loads um so go and um go and get stuck in and uh, and have a little look other than that the back catalogue is full of chats with musicians, uh, producers, DJs, actors. Go and, have a, go and have a look. That's the best thing. Well, no, it's not. The best thing is to subscribe. Then moving forwards, you won't, you won't miss anything. So go and do that. Anyway, let's get on with it. Please enjoy Off The Beat and Track podcast with the wonderful Red Richardson. Sorry, I've interrupted the podcast, but with good reason. Hotel Chocolat are our sponsors. You know that now because I tell you about it every episode. But they've been super kind now. And you may have heard me talking about the products from the Cacao Bar. And there's gins, cream liqueurs, all sorts of wonderful chocolatey goodies. Um, and what they've done is they've set a page up on the website that you can go to. And all you've got to do is just for you off the beaten track listeners, go over there, answer a question, and you could win the full range delivered to your front door. I mean, that's kind of them. All you have to do is go to this place, hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. That's OTBT as in off the beaten track 
podcast. Hotelchocolat.com forward slash OTBT podcast. Go get your grubby little mitts on some deliciously chocolatey drinks, courtesy of our sponsors, Hotel Chocolat. I'll get back to the podcast. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Give me stew with him. Okay, we are recording. Red Richardson, how you doing? I'm good, thanks, Stu. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. We've had some backwards and forwards getting uh, getting the audio right, but we're uh, we're we've styled it out now, and we're we're, we're off. Yeah, we're ready to go. Um, we've we've spoke briefly. It was just I was just moaning about um the, the the situation that's going on at the moment. We're recording this just before Christmas, and there's lots of uncertainty about. Uh, I, I guess the 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 the, the night time uh, and and club land and, and and i guess that then rolls into um what you do which is you know which is comedy and, and stand up and such um how has it been coming out of uh the the, the lockdown i don't really want to sort of talk about lockdown uh as much if i don't have to but coming out of that you know this year how was that as a comedian to kind of get back out and and, and at it it was great um, at first. Audiences were just happy to be out. Yeah. And then this weird sort of... This especially happened last year, in like August last year, when things sort of opened up for like two months. It was like end of July, August. And audiences were just kind of like happy to be out. And so it was the best gigs, or easiest gigs to do. And then something changed, and a lot of audiences were like the worst people ever i don't know whether it was like just fear of going back inside but it's been great this year's been good as well we've had a good run since uh freedom day mm. um it's been amazing you know packed rooms and stuff like that but you know i did my last gig of the probably my last gig of the year you know seeing as the, the variants rising last night and it was rammed yeah and you gotta think why are you lot here i'm being paid to be here yeah. you, you know there's fucking like 350 people in a in a basement yeah yeah it's uh it's i mean i i guess listeners probably don't want to hear me and you banging on about the, the pandemic and lockdown yeah. I, I, you don't have to look too far to find find out uh all about that so should we talk about something that's far more joyous and yes uh, yes let's do it and that will be uh red richardson and music so to kick things off, the song with the greatest ever intro, please. Okay, um, Biggie Smalls, One More Chance. Uh, I'm not sure it's the greatest intro, it's just, it's funny, um, because it's basically eight uh, fake answer machine messages left by adoring women on his answer phone before the song. And there's just something so, like, early 90s about it that I love, which I just don't know... Many people who could have gotten away with that intro, yeah. you know, like Ed Sheeran couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and they all want to have sex with them. And one of them, I think she's saying, I know you slept with my sister as well. It's just kind of like this, like bragging. And she just looks like a complete sleaze, but it's great. Also, the fact he's massively overweight as well. Um, I just, it's just, I, it's just, it amuses me a lot. In regards to sort of intros, uh, when I have musicians on here, I would, I would talk at length about you know the, the, their approach to it. But I always ask sort of comedians like, do you ever sort of pay much attention to and 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 how much control do you have about 
I sort of, your walkout music? Is it only on like the bigger shows that you get to do that, or what's the kind of the rules with with, with having a sort of tune to walk out to? In a standing club, you don't pick it; they'll pick it. I've opened for people, and they've asked me what I want. I find it quite—I rather not pick it because then you get too in your head about it. And you'll come on to something cool, and as you're walking on, you go, I'm a fucking dick, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever chose it, though? Yeah, I have once. Go on. And I I, I got Columbia by Oasis. And the problem is, is that that song takes ages to start. And so really what I should have done is said, start it 45 seconds in. (laughs) But I'd come on, and it's just the song. You know the song. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and it just, it's like... It just takes so long to get into. But you also go, who do I think I am? Like, you know, I've seen people come on to like ACDC and stuff and you go, I don't know. Um, Swaggering onto Oasis is brave, Red. I know, I know. I, I sort of, I've never done it since. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather not pick, you know. It's just you end up thinking about it for so long. You go, How does this make them think about me and what do I think about? And then by the time you're sort of in your head, you've already fucked the gig because you sort of stood there having a crisis mentally. <laughs> and uh, most of the people probably didn't notice that you came on to that, you know? Yeah, yeah. The fact that the verse probably hadn't even started on Columbia by the time you were thinking about <laughs> yeah, your first yeah, joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. That really work, does it? <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just get, I mean, I'm not cool. What am I, what am I they think I'm an arse. <laughs> And you just get on the mic, I'm really sorry, guys, and just run off in tears. <laughs> I mean, in regards to, you know, you look at a lot of sort of big albums that, that will start with, you know, obviously like Teen Spirit starts, uh, Nevermind and things like that. Do you, what, what's the approach to like, uh, you know, uh, like last night's gig? Do you, do you go in, do comedians have a kind of format? Is it like you, you hook them in right from the off? Do you go for a big one to sort of start things? What's the approach, what's your approach to it? It depends on the room. If it's a big, rowdy room, then you go in straight away because <clears throat> they won't have an attention span that lasts more than 10 seconds, so you've got to hit them with something. If it's a big, laddie room, you say, like, something involving cum in five seconds because that's all, <laughs> that's all they understand. Um, and so you hit them like that. If it's a smaller room, I would be slower and lure them in and not be too bang in your face straight away. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, there's got to be – it just depends on, on who's there. You've got to just try and read it and work out what's going on. It's weird. It's, uh, there's a comparison there because when you speak to musicians and they, they, they talk about the kind of – what you said there, the, the sort of attention spans. It's certainly in the world we live in now. Like, they're, they're getting shorter and, you know, people want everything straight away. And, yeah. <clears throat> and, and, you know, listening to songwriters saying, well, you know, a lot of the time now we start with a chorus. Like, we just sort of kick in because – we worry that we're not going to, you know, we'll lose them in a world that's yeah, sort of yeah. saturated with, you know, with Spotify and everything else. And, and you know, comedy is a, a busy old industry, isn't it? There's yeah. stacks. So, yeah, it's just interesting to hear that you've got sort of different approaches for, for different scenarios. Well, it's, it's hard for music as well because they're making, you know, songs they make, a, a, like a big song now works on a TikTok video. Mm. Exactly, you know, and you could you couldn't do a TikTok video to Stairway to Heaven, which is like twelve minutes long. You know, it's mm. gone are the days when it would be people just these you know these sort of nine ten minute long songs. That's it, just not happening. It's it's weird, you know, because on this very podcast, the amount of times that people have 
chosen things like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and things like that, where you think if a band took that to a, a record label now, they'd be like, I don't think so, mate. We need to work on a radio edit for that. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 like, of course, of course. And uh, yeah, I just find that sort of thing that, and I don't want to sound too much of a sort of indie wanker, but like that your art is compromised, you know? Yeah, 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 definitely. And And, and I do think that, we're not getting to see that. You'll always have your radio heads and your bands like that. And so I guess to go full circle, big props to uh, to just having eight answer phone messages from uh, women that want to have it off with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also, it's just, it's just something so funny about it because he didn't do it as a joke. Yeah. It was like, I am fucking sexy and cool and this is, there you go. And I'll prove it. Eight times yeah, over. I hope I prove it. <laughs> and I, I like the idea because they're not real messages. There's no way. I don't even think, you know... Was there technology from in the early nineties? <laughs> when did the answer? Maybe it was, but I, they're definitely not real messages. He would have gotten eight women to come in and record it, and gotten them to do it again if they didn't sound turned on enough or angry enough. Which is kind of sad if you think about it. Yeah, I bet he wasn't that sad at the time. No, no, he's having a great time. And he comes across great. in the song as well. <laughs> he's great. He's a real talent, but I just enjoy that intro. It's just, it, it always makes me laugh. I think with all that music, it would be weird to show kids in 30 years because stuff's moved so quickly from that. Like, I listen to gangster rap all, throughout my whole teens, and you listen to some of it now, and you're like, fucking hell. How do you, as, as a comedian, how do you approach Because I, I look at... Um, uh, like, you know, looking at comedy, and I, I spoke to um, I spoke to Brett Goldstein about this actually, um, yeah, and we were sort of chatting uh, about what his thoughts were on on this because at the time I'd um, I used to do a lot of work with um, uh, the actor James Buckley who was in the Inbetweeners, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and and he was saying that he doubts now that you know that show will probably be be made anymore because of I was weird I was literally thinking this the other day about that show because there's so um, many lines certainly from Jay as well like you know every time he walks in the room he'll say morning whatever and like and and you just think oh wow like I wonder if that would ever get made now and just do you know what I mean and like, yeah no no completely and and like I just wonder what your thoughts are on well should that still be you know Available because obviously there's things that I guess are much darker. Like you know, you go back to the the 70s. We love thy neighbour and all of these kind of like yeah, kind yeah. of gross shows. But it's at the time it was comedy. It was. I'm not suggesting I, I agree with it or disagree with it or anything. But I just wonder, should you censor these things because they were of that time? Do you know where I'm going with this question? Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. What you do? You, do you think they should be edited and made to fitness? I don't know, but it was. I watched American Pie. That's the conversation I've with with Brett. Uh, yeah, and the scene when uh, they're all on the webcams watching uh, the, the 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 female characters sort of masturbating and stuff, and it's like, wow, is that that's pretty dark? And well, that's like, what we grew up with, you know. Yeah. I was watched all of that. You know, Eminem was the biggest artist in the world, and his songs were about killing his wife. It's like you know, he had mainstream hits yeah. about murdering the mother of his child. Um, it was a very, very different time. It's changed a lot very quickly. Yeah, you know, you even look at sort of super bad, or yeah, you have Judd Apatow, who's now sort of like a Twitter social justice guy, and most of his films for a decade were the main joke was two male characters accusing each other of being gay. Hmm. 
you know, um, and he, you know, he's very quickly changed his tune, but it's hard because you see stuff like Faulty Towers and you go, you know, at the time it was, um, and it still is massively funny. They cut like a word out of it, I think last year and everyone got annoyed, but if, if it, all it takes is to cut one word out to keep it fine, I think cut the word out and everyone's yeah. doing well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a testament to a show that was made 40 years ago. Yeah. You know, jo- jokes I said to my mates eight years ago would be t- terrible today, probably, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, this is the, everyone sort of pretending that we were all conscious, you know, socially conscious forever. It's like, t- 10 years ago, everyone was a dickhead, I swear. <laughs> you know, I don't remember, you know. Yeah, totally. And, you know, there, there, there's a, you know, you, I, I think it was. Uh, a, 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 a Love Island or a, a, a Get Me Out of Here thing, and and one of the character, one of the characters, sorry, one of the the the, the people in it, uh, I think someone sort of pulled something up from their social media, from their Twitter, from like nine years ago, where he made a a kind of he used a, a terminology that I guess isn't uh, favourable to to you know to the gay community, and and yeah, like you know, he got absolutely slammed, pulled from the show, and it's like. You know what? It's, it is strange, isn't it? That you know, because like you say, when you're young, <laughs> you do, and it is a, you know, d- different times and different places. And I just wonder how that sits in, you know, what your views were on on stuff that is of that time. You know, whether that be the eighties, the nineties, the noughties, and you know, we spoke about the in betweens, which is, you know, it feels like it wasn't that long ago. It probably was, but you know, it's just. It, I wonder where this stops, and you know. Yeah, no, <clears throat> I think leave it, leave it. You know. It's it happened. Stop pretending it didn't happen. It's like we we can't, in hindsight, morally cleanse the past. It's yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. To just fucking leave it, you know, and, and you know, also a bit of trust of like this isn't done with bad intentions, you yeah. know. This wasn't um, this wasn't meant to hurt anyone. It's a it's a show about four schoolboys. Yeah. Really, yeah. you know. Um. And four schoolboys generally talk shit. Of course. (laughs) They they, they make, you know, bad jokes and and talk shit and, you know, like talk about women they haven't slept with, you know. (laughs) And that's what it is about four straight lads who are useless. And they're everywhere. And that's why it was such a hit because people can see it. Hmm. And there's no point lying, especially in comedy. I don't know why comedy's on sort of. Because comedy is a it's a joke. It's it's not, you know. You can have films where there'll be someone murder eight school kids who are all paid by twenty five year olds and all sleep together and then get killed, and no one goes after that. And you're like, this is what is this? Yeah. Like, why are we seeing someone pretending to be sixteen with her boobs out running away from a man with a knife who's going to carve her up? Like, whoever's enjoying that, you know, you're fulfilling something quite quite twisted in them. And um, for some reason, that's not a problem, but jokes and stuff really are under the... They kind of are. I don't... You know, there's people who go, oh, you can't say anything. It's like, yeah, but what did you want to say, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's just... Um, you know, we, we've gone off on a tangent here with this, but it was just something that just... When it sort of presents itself, I'm always just curious as to what comedians' kind of thoughts are <laughs> on it. But I think I think you can still do what you want. You just, I, I was never, I've never written a joke I wanted to do that I haven't been able to do or someone's going to be offended. I find most people on either side of this argument who are the loudest are always crap at comedy. Yeah. So whether, you, whether you're far right or far left, you're usually shit. And you'll use this as a sort of 
point to get yourself heard because it's better or it's easier than writing a joke. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, perfect place to move on. <laughs> First song you remember hearing, Red, that had an emotional impact on you? Um, this is uh, going to sound stupid, but a song by Michael Jackson. I was six years old. And I heard it, I thought, why is this man, no one's listening to him, and he's trying to save the world. Um, I literally just took it literally, like he was actually sort of out there, just going, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop it. And then you get older and you realise he's a bit mad. Um, but the video is him, like, holding onto trees while they're being ripped up. Do you remember the video? Oh, mate, when it kicks <laughs> at the end. I mean... <laughs> It's fucking surreal. It is. That is. That is two decades of being told you're a genius. That's the. That's the result. You end up <laughs> pretending that you're the last man alive, holding <laughs> the to... earth together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fucking. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's so good. Um, but no, I, I really, really enjoyed uh, that. I, I, you know, retrospectively, look back and go, what was, what was? But I remember just being young and going, this is so powerful this guy is out there on his own mm. 
and he's he's trying he's literally holding the world together as he said and and no one's listening to him but then you realize you know he's got a private plane his carbon footprint's probably <laughs> larger than most than a continent um and it's just it was just him wanking himself off really yeah yeah as mo every pop star does that every single one have you have you read bob mortimer's book no so uh, I was chatting to uh, my wife about it last night, and uh, and she's currently uh, reading it, and she's talking about Jarvis Cocker's um, famous point where he stormed the stage. At, oh yeah, I remember that. Jackson's yeah. performance of Earth Song, uh, and just kind of wiggled his ass. Uh, and Bob Mortimer was a um, a solicitor, wasn't he? Um, and they basically Jackson's security people held Jarvis Cocker in a room uh, and refused to let him out, and and so but Bob was sharing a room with him, uh, like uh, and he was like, "Can I just go and get me stuff?" And they're like, "No," and like, Gee, I don't think you realise what he's just done to Mister Jackson, blah blah blah, and like, and in the end, he said he come back with like my sort of solicitor's head on and just sort of said like, "I'm going to phone the police for wrongful imprisonment," like blah blah blah, and in the end, the police come and they had to cut a deal to like get Jarvis, and knowing you think. That's as fucking ludicrous as Earth Song. Like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. What? I mean, I remember reading an interview with Bob Geldof, and he's saying that um, after that, uh, Jackson phoned him up, and he was just like, why, why would someone ever do that to me? I'm just trying to spread the word of love. And then you think, you're fucking mad. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, so he had like kids on the stage, yeah. and the allegations were cut, and he was like blessing them like he was Jesus. Yeah, Jesus Christ posed on it, uh, posed on it at one point as well, didn't he? It's all a yeah, bit it's it's mental, and he like uh, well, that's yeah. This is the thing: is if everyone tells you great and you're a musician, at some point you know that protest song is coming. John Lennon had it with Imagine. <clears throat> it's always round the corner. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's what, that's just when you lose it, you lose touch, and that was his moment. I'm just trying to picture what Elvis's was. It must have just been a jumpsuit. It couldn't have been a protest song. No, I don't think Elvis was a protest guy. You know, he's just like, and that's who he was. And you sort of like that. It's, it's, it's when people start going, oh, I've got, I'm more than just a musician, mm. and then it moves into sort of crazy territory. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, had Michael Jackson not have, uh, you know, had all these things again, whatever, um, that song would have been sang by a group of celebrities last year during lockdown. <laughs> so bad on the kids, but I think we can be thankful. One positive: it weren't Will Meller singing the chorus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, dear. That would be incredible. I want to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should try and get him to do it. Who's the lady who did it? I go, you know that Imagine song? Well, I think the problem wasn't you. It was, it was the song. You picked the wrong song, and they could do it again. Oh, incredible. Um, okay. Song reminds you of your time at school, please, Red. Um, this is uh, another rap song, Fuck the Police by N.W.A., because uh, I went to school, I went to, I grew up in London and moved to Devon when I was 10, so I went to school in a very, um, they call it an alternative town called Totnes. So it's a very hippie-ish town 
It's got uh, the Totnes pound, which is its own currency. What? Um, yeah, but it's not. No one really uses it. Uh, it's just to keep money in the town. Like they, they tried to get Costa in Totnes, and everyone protested because uh, it's a very, you know, they just sort of everything's quite organic and anti. There's a lot of people with uh, white people with dreadlocks, right? Um, called Darshita. <laughs> well, actually, their name's Susan, but <laughs> they, uh, yeah, that's 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 what the town's like. But me and my mates just sort of rebelled against it, and we would ride around town listening to "Fuck the Police" by N.W.A., um, which is so. I wish I had a camera to just look at how stupid that would have looked. Um, I had a Peugeot 106. I took the, um, the what's the cover for the exhaust off? Oh, so it nice. makes, makes more noise. Took that off. I had bullet pole stickers in the car, um, semi, semi-ironically. Um, and we used to drive around listening to that. And at the time, I thought I was cool. And you look back and you go, what a bunch of twats. I mean, it's a tune, though, isn't it? It's a great tune, but, you know, if you're driving down a country lane to, like, <laughs> go swimming in a waterfall... <laughs> it's not really South Central, is it? No, and the, the police are probably just stopping you to say that your tyre's, like, flat or something. <laughs> <laughs> stopping to say that your mum left her book round at book club because she's friends with his wife. <laughs> oh, incredible. Incredible. So, how was that, like, going from living in London to, to somewhere sort of, you know, completely different? It was very odd. I, like, just... Yeah, because we, we grew up in Camberwell, and then it was just sort of... I'd been to Devon a lot, though, because my dad was from there, so we'd go a lot, and, like, my grandma lived in Devon and stuff, so I kind of used to it, but I wasn't used to Tartness or where we'd been, and it was it was, it was odd. It's, uh, you know, suddenly, like, a lot of... But then within two years, it's normal. I think when you're at that age, you're kind of adjustable to, to stuff. Did you, did you enjoy school? No, not at all. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. What? What did you hate uh, about it? I, London, I was sort of... Um, London was a bit different. I was younger, but I went to Devon. The, the thing is, I actually enjoyed bits of it, but the school was so lax. It was just like people used to smoke weed in school... No one gave a shit. Like, you'd tell the, you know, teachers to piss off and you'd get suspended for three days and then come back. But it was just sort of like... I didn't like sitting there and waiting for something to end. I was kind of aware of what I wanted to... Not wanting to do, but I was aware of what skills I thought I needed for life. And I just thought maths and science and stuff were just so not anything I wanted to do. And I just... It was a different language to me and I just didn't understand it. And... You know, maths and suddenly you start bringing in signs and stuff like that. And you're like, what even is this? Like, this isn't... And you look at, like, kids next to you, and you like, playing with a Bunsen burner. It's like, let's be fucking... Let's be honest. with bottom set science. Like, none of us is going to need a Bunsen burner <laughs> at any point. You're basically just teaching us to, like, burn crack rocks. You know, it's yeah. just not... <laughs> So let's, you know, I just think you should pick what kids want to do more. Like, go, what are you into? Is it a craft, something like that? Because you kind of know what a kid's good at. What did you want when to do? T- uh, I always like writing. I like doing English. I was good at that. I like history. I didn't really know. Like, I thought I was going to be a footballer. And then by, like, 14, I was like, oh, wait, I'm not actually that good. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I didn't know fully. I wanted to do something. Like, I loved writing and stuff like that. So I started making comedy films when I was, like, 16 in school. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed all that. But uh, you're a confident kid. No, not not hugely. I like messing around and stuff. I, maybe I was. I don't know. Actually, it's hard to know if you were confident or if it was all all an act. Was I you can't a show even, off? Kind of, kind of, but not like you know. Yeah, I'd make people laugh and stuff, but I wasn't. You like you, know, te- you like attention. Yeah, but not from adults. I like attention from kids. Yeah, you know, I was never like. Daddy's friends, come in, I'm going to play the piano. You know what I mean? Like these sort of annoying yeah. kids like, who are really annoying. I didn't speak to adults or look at them. I, I love to, me- to make people my age laugh and stuff. So I was all right like that. But, um, yeah, I just, it was just fucking boring. And it's, just, it's kind of pointless. And you get it now with teachers. You go, oh, she was so grumpy. It's like, no, she's probably hung over and on shit money. Like, and we thought we were, like, bucking the system. It's actually just an annoying child. She's probably a really cool person. Um, but I think they could regulate it more, like more what, what kids do and what, you know. You don't need those three years of science and maths where you're literally throwing rubbers at the teacher and pissing people off. Like, that's just a waste of everyone's time and life. I, t- I totally agree. It's, uh, I, you know, both my kids have, my, my youngest just left school. Mm. I was you know, driving herself crazy over exams and things like that. And, and you just got to try and get that, that conversation right. Because I'm like, I just want to go, fuck it. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I know, I know what you mean. You'll find what you want to do. And like, but that's because I guess I've always done what I want to do and, and, and have kind of gone down a more kind of creative side of life. And yeah. But then I think, oh, actually, if she does want to do something more academic, then I suppose she does have to give a fuck. But, yeah, it's really weird because, as you said, I would have been in bottom set science looking at a Bunsen burner thinking, what the fuck am I doing? Like, yeah. This is going to have no bearing on my life, only other than I might bring it up on a podcast with a comedian. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's, yeah. It's, fucking bo- it's fucking boring and pointless. Yeah, you're sat and like, look, let's face it. None of us are inventing a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> he's sat next to Jason, who's 16, got a face tattoo and two kids. It's like, come on. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, track four then, Red. Um, the first song you remember buying from a record shop, please. I didn't buy it. My dad bought it, uh, Hard Day's Night. So that was the first, like, CD I had. Um, and I, I just remember when we were young, he decided that we should all do group exercises. And my fucking worst day, days of my life. Um, he decided before school we'd all, like, do a workout. And uh, so as a family, we'd get up and run round the block. And just, I remember just going, what is this? And then we'd go into the living room and everyone had to do sit-ups and he'd play this uh, and have it on the TV because he had the video of it. And I'd just doing sit-ups, just going, this is... I hate this. Um, How many was in the family that were all running around the block? So six, including my mum and dad. (laughs) 
That must have looked fucking mad. It might. You're just insanity. You just go, who the, who the hell? Are, if you know, I bet you've you know, a neighbour looking out the window going, if one of those kids hasn't killed someone in the next, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't become like a, a school shooter. <laughs> <laughs> working out to the Beatles. <clears throat> but it lasted like a month or two months. I think it just, I just stopped. I think even my dad was like, oh, I don't know, I think this is actually a bit weird. Um, so I just remember that record. It still it still triggers me, for want of a better word. Um, love the Beatles, Just it's just that one. <laughs> I just remember sit-ups. Have you, um, have you watched the, have you watched Get Back yet? No, that's the Paul, uh, Peter Jackson one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is it good? Oh, it's smashing. It's I like, really, where, do you, where can you watch it? Uh, Dis, Disney or Apple? D, Dis- Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think. Um, yeah, oh, it's, uh, it's marvelous. It's just, it's like, you're just watching them write a record. And it's mad. You've seen them like with a verse to "Don't Let Me Down," and and then they can't think of a chorus, even though they've, they've been playing this other chorus, which is "Don't Let Me Down." And it's it's just mad. You just think, "Oh my god!" I'm like, I don't know if you've ever been in bands, but I like, I, I you know, spent a big part of my life in, in like um, bands, trying to kind of get on in and try and make that my career. And it's just because you've had conversations with so many other you know, failed musicians and that and, and being in studios and had them little relationships and you're actually watching that, but it's the fucking Beatles like yeah, writing yeah, these yeah. songs that are like, and you just think fundamentally it's the same. It's four geezers and Yoko uh, <laughs> sitting in a room, just writing songs together. And, and if, if anything, you realize just how fucking prolific, Paul McCartney was at that point, like you know, and obviously people often, you know, reference John and rightly so. But from watching this, you can see that the, the creative element and the the the, yeah, the, the, the drive is all is all coming from Macca. They're the, the best ever, you know. It's not my favourite band, but I know they're the best ever, and I love the Beatles. They, you know, 
but I know they're better than my favourite bands. Mm. It's, but they're just, uh, it's, I don't know. I like, they're so good. Some of their songs and all of their songs and the differences in styles and stuff, the fact that you got like come together and then you've got uh, She Loves You. You know, it's just like, this is the same band. And it's when you separate them songs, yeah. it's not that many years between them. No, no, no. And, and, and that's without thinking what the fuck was going on in between there, but like Tomorrow Never Knows and all of this like crazy, you just think, how many bands can put out that amount of music in that amount of time and each record be such a fucking insane progression? Yeah. It's like, and I'm with you, they're not my favourite band, but they're the best. Yeah, and they, it's, they were it's like 29 when they split up, so I'm mm. 32. So they, they three years ago in my, you know, if they <laughs> I changed the world forever and I made music that people are going to talk about for 100 years, including Revitch and Stu on a podcast <laughs> three, three years ago from my age now. It's insane. <laughs> it's absolutely mental. It really is. It really is. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring things forward a little bit and, uh, and for the next track, ask you to tell me uh, the song that soundtracked your years clubbing. So I'm imagining um, this was the point when you'd kind of got out of like, your, your, your bullet-ridden car. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I was, um, so I was like 17, 18, I, my, I, my brother's provisional, I used to go to the clubs, uh, older brother, provisional license, because we look a bit alike, so I'd use that, um, and I, the, it's a song I hate, and hate to this day, but it, it's been seared into my brain, um, <clears throat> it was Smack That by Akon, yeah, uh, Smack That all on the floor, it was, it was a horrific song, and I remember being short in clubs, especially when I was 17. And so it was when you could smoke as well. Mm. I could literally just smoke a fag on the dance floor. It's just so ridiculous if you think about it now. <laughs> it's actually disgusting. But, um, yeah, you just sort of stand there smoking fags. I'd be the youngest person in the club and the shortest. And everyone would just dance around me to that song. <laughs> and I'd kind of just get barged into other people by, like, like dancing men and and like drunk women and so I sort of just stood there um and it, I just it just sort of didn't feel like I was even the same species like I was invisible <laughs> and that song just played it seemed to be on repeat for about a year everywhere I went did you uh, aside from you know that as you, as you got older did you find like uh you know clubs or, 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 or yeah, or, or I guess bars or spaces where you felt part of it and felt more involved and felt more excited by what you was hearing? Uh, no. I like sitting around a table with mates and drinking and smoking. I hate clubs. I absolutely hate them. Um, I can't be anything worse than listening to loud music that you didn't pick, queuing for drinks, uh... And just a lot of the people who go in there, you look at them and go, how are you, how do you have a mum or a job, you know? <laughs> like, like, they're just fucking animals, like, and they just, because it's like, no, of course they can't, <clears throat> of course they need this environment because they've got no communication skills. And so all they can do is get pumped in the gym before they go and then sort of stand there basically like barking until someone notices them. And doing shit dance moves. This sounds very uh, 
psychotic of me, but it's just that's what I experience when I go there. You get shoved out the way by some arsehole in a tight T-shirt, and he sort of makes faces at a woman who's shit-faced and hates her job, and then they, like, rub on each other and then maybe fuck, and God forbid have a child, because he'll be the same. Ladies and gentlemen, clubbing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Sorry if that sounded harsh. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like, I've... I've worked in clubs all my life, and uh, and it's, but I know exactly what you're saying. So my, my club's not like my club's a bit more kind of. My club would be kind of good in your 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 Devon town. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit kind of different, um, but mainstream clubbing, everything yeah, yeah. that you've just described, that kind of high street tan club, playing commercial dance music. That's, yeah. That's exactly my. I mean, I hate clubbing. I I could think of no. nothing worse than going to a club. I'm. I completely agree with you. I'd rather sit around a table with people I like uh, and talk about music that I like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Music. Put on songs. And, yeah. And but but when I say that with clubbing, what I'm talking about is the only clubs I've been to is the Oceanas. You know, which they're the ones. Pretty, yeah. Yeah, they're the ones. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I've never been able to pull off a tight t-shirt. <laughs> I'd love to have been able to pull off a tight T-shirt over the years. In the mid nineties, I mean, not the kind of muscle ones that all the gym gym fellas wear nowadays. But in in the mid nineties in Britpop, there was a lot of kind of snug lads wearing uh, like the, the lads wearing these snug T-shirts, and I just thought, you know what, my man tits ain't going to allow this. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm like, not. It just doesn't work. No, no, I'm also a bit overweight. I just look like a something wrapped in a condom or something, and like I just. <laughs> Oh dear. Right, I'm going to take you home and uh, curious to know where you've gone for for home. But um, for track six, I'm going to ask you, please, for a favourite song from an artist from your home county, please. Oh my God, I thought that said home country. I need to just sort this out, right? Because this is probably going to be episode 345. And I reckon over 300 of these episodes, that line that you've just said has been said. I need to put county in big fuck-off letters, I think. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We can go I, country. With, uh, no, no, I can do that. Have. Okay. What would I you can, have gone for for country anyway, out of interest? Um, I would have gone, it's a, it's a sort of obvious one, but I would have gone with uh, Champagne Supernova, Oasis. People, somehow they've become um, kind of, people are now like, they're still so popular. It's just, have you noticed that there's a sort of snobbery around Oasis with people? Yeah, do you like that song, do you? Really? Yeah, I don't know. I just I got, I get that feeling. I've had it a few times when I try and put it on in uh, in parties and stuff like that. It's a cracker champagne soup. I know, I love it. And it, you know, it's just snobs, because you sing it on any bus in the world and everyone's going to sing along with you. Yeah. Um, I love that song. But for Home County, I've got... Um, Guy Ryan Keane, um, he is he opens Red Sheeran and stuff. He's great. He's from um, from my hometown actually. I went. He was a few years older than me in school. Great guy, and he's got a song out now called "I Won't Give Up" on Spotify. Um, and so yeah, if anyone listening, check that out because it's very good, and he's very good. Um, yeah, and he's a Devon boy. Nice. What can people expect from that? What sort of thing is it? It's a singer-songwriter, like, uh, acoustic. Is it acoustic? I don't know. I'm fucking stupid. Um, 
it, it's, it's singing, and then there's a sound with it that's an instrument. <laughs> so, yeah, check that out. Um, it's, uh, it's good. So It's some sound with uh, some singing, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Concise breakdown of what you can expect from yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's I've never worked in music. <laughs> I've like got I can love a song and then my brother is funny because he was a drummer but he'll be like I can't I'll go you know the song duh, 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 and you're like that doesn't you, you just I'm like it's like a dyslexia with music I I have no musical ability whatsoever I can I just couldn't even if I had a gun to my head and it was like get Stu to know which song you're talking about without singing the lyrics you just wouldn't I'd be dead I've got to live with you I've got that exact problem Oh, really? And, uh, and like I say, I've been a DJ for years. I've been in bands. And I still, if I go, yeah, you know the one that goes, uh, and I'll be like, what, what is that? And then when I remember, I mean, it's that. And it was like, it did not sound anything like that. Like, yeah, amongst my sort of little circle of friends, that's that's one of my things. I can't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's just tough. It's tougher if you um, DJ as well, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my whole life is dominated by music. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I can't kind of relay a, a track to anyone. No. Okay, last track. So this is um, where you get to play Tastemaker Red, and I'm going to ask you, please, to tell me a song that you think many people may not know that you would like them to hear, please. Okay, that would be, uh, and this is odd, but... So Stand By Me, but not the one everyone's heard, is Stand By Me, sung by Muhammad Ali, uh, which is incredible. He sings... It's not, you know, he's not. He's obviously untrained, but he's got an amazing voice. Um, and it's, I think it's on Spotify. But it's definitely on YouTube, and it's just worth checking out because he was a great-looking man, great talker, best boxer of all time, best sportsman of all time, in my opinion. But then you hear him sing and you go, all right, this is, yeah, you're probably one of the the best people that's ever lived. 100%. Yeah, it's incredible. It's just interesting to hear from a boxer just sing. He's got such a soft voice. It's amazing. I can't believe I've never heard that. In the room I'm sitting in now, there's uh, this, there's two big pictures of, uh, of Muhammad Ali, who's a big hero of mine. Yeah. Uh, and Stand By Me, I think, is one of the most, in- possibly one of the greatest songs ever written. Yeah. Uh, and the thought of Muhammad Ali singing that. I mean, I know that Muhammad Ali... Because I was, I was literally talking to someone the other night, and I've not seen it yet. Have you heard about the, this film uh, that's all based around the night when Muhammad Ali, Sam Cooke... Um, I, think it's, I can't think who else it is. Malcolm X or something. Yeah, they're all in one room in, 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 in one night. And uh, Because we was, I was talking at length about Sam Cooke and, like, that, that I knew that he was tight with uh, with Ali at the, or Clay at the time. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, never knew that that Muhammad Ali recorded music. Oh, I literally, that's my go-to. When we no, know. it's crazy. I think it's just the one. Yeah, I think he just did that one song. Sam Cooke was another like I, he was my number one listened to on Spotify this year. Uh, he's just amazing. Yeah, I think that's how they had. I think Christopher Moltisanti from The Sopranos is in that. He plays the trainer or something. It's called The Night Of. I haven't seen it, it yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I'll props for... I literally listened to Sam Cooke last night. I think uh, never question that that's, that's possibly the, the greatest vocalist of all time. Oh, uh, in, in just incredible. It's just incredible. Uh, ma- amazing man. 
Well, Reb, what we do is we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany the pod, so all of your choices uh, will be on there, and we throw some other <laughs> ones in that we've had a, a natter about as well. Can um, I apologise for Acon just for anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope no one's doing like on a running machine and they they get stuck and collapse, and and, it, and, and that's on repeat while they die. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. <clears throat> what was their last words? Oh, Siri, skip track. Just turn it off. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, smack that. <laughs> yeah, you could be looking out at the ocean and it wouldn't matter if that's what you heard while you died. <laughs> that's the best review of that song. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, as, uh, as, as 2022 uh, is starting and we're recording this just ahead of Christmas and hopefully by the time we're into uh, the new year, all the kind of fear that we're, we're being sort of thrust upon us at the moment will, will, have, will have gone and, and it'll be a much brighter, happier and connected place uh, than how it looks at the moment. Um, with a kind of positive outlook on it, um, Red, what are you looking forward to um, personally next year and what's going to be coming up professionally? Um, positive start. I, so I'm going to be going to Thailand at the end of January and I think because of the fucking new variant, it probably won't happen. Um, I'm really hoping I do. We cancelled it four times. I know in the grand scheme of things, you know, like 800,000 people have died and loads of people's businesses have gone under, so my cancelled Thailand trip isn't isn't the top of <laughs> the bad list. You've got things to look but, forward to, though. Yeah, I'm hoping it's going to go ahead because it's been it's been hard, Stu. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I've uh, I'm just because I know people who booked for December and they've managed to get out mm. just just on the fifteenth actually. So I'm just hoping. I can do that professionally. I've got a podcast out at the moment called The Year Is with Bobby Mayer, great Canadian comedian. Um, open to Bill Burr, Doug Stanhope. He had his own show, Comedy Central, with his wife, Harriet Kemsley, who's also very funny. So we've started that podcast, which is just out. It's me and him go back to a year in history every episode and just sort of talk shit about stuff that happened in that year. We just look at like what inventions, who died, you know, what, what horrible things happened, what good things happened. And it's a comedy podcast. We're not historians. Um, and that's available in all the usual places, yeah? Yeah, yeah, Spotify, you know, Apple, all the places. So, yeah, the Year Is podcast. Wonderful. Red, it's been a joy talking tunes with you, mate. Mate, thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, mate. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. There you go. I am loving a Devon-based currency. I'm all over that. I'd like to kind of uh, implement that in uh, in Essex, um, quite like an Essex, like an Essex dollar. Um, you know, with maybe uh, Gemma Collins' uh, a face on it, maybe. I don't know. Or Scribius Pip, that'd be nice. Um, anyway, um, thanks loads to Red for coming on. Um, as mentioned at the beginning, cheers, Jade, for uh, the introduction. Uh, and thanks to you lot for uh, for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed that episode. It was a great chat. Um, as I mentioned also at the beginning, go check out the back catalogue because there's 350 episodes. So go go get stuck in. And, uh, and obviously go check out um, uh, Red's podcast. And uh, yeah, and I think we're done. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Right, I'll see you next time. In the meantime, have a lovely time. Bye-bye. <laughs> 
It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me, Stu Whipping. Eat it,